It's interesting to me, and I mentioned this when we first went on the air, and I, I do want to be cautious because you have a young man who is dead in Memphis, and I don't like to exploit people. I don't like to uh, take a tragedy and exploit it for political reasons. But that makes me an outlier here because the left loves to do that, and that's what they're doing with this situation in Memphis. And it's, it's disturbing to me how many people are falling, like saluting the leftist media and responding to something in Memphis, Tennessee that was awful, kill uh, you know the a young man is dead it's not a racial thing because it's five black cops who killed a black guy so i you know someone explained to me this weekend oh john you just don't understand policing is racist policing is a part of white supremacy and i'm thinking you know what if if you really believe that i i can't share the country with you because your solution i guess is to get rid of the cops Right. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not doing that because I know I'm the guy who tries to obey the speed limit. I'm the guy who pays my taxes. I'm the guy who walks away from a fight in a bar because I just don't want to get in trouble. I don't want trouble. I'm not I don't want to harm anybody else. Um, I don't want somebody to harm me. So I know that on the day that we do away with the police. Guess who's going to be target number one? People like me. Well, no, I won't be target number one. I'll be target number three because there are a bunch of kind of wimpy, weak people who will be easy pickings that they'll go after first. But they'll work their way to people like you and me who try to be good citizens. We're next on the list. So I just, I, you know, I'm puzzled why so many people in Virginia and other states, they're obsessed with one video that did result in a single death, not excusing it, I'm not minimizing it, but that is something that they issue a statement about. This is something, you know, every politician's got to put out a statement. Oh, my God, you know, my wife and I watch this. It's terrible, and we're just so devastated. Do you watch anything else? Uh, you know, I mean, if you, if you scroll on Twitter, if you scroll on TikTok, you scroll on, I mean, even Instagram, there's a lot of stuff that's pretty horrible. I mean, I watched video after video, I don't know how I got in this algorithm, of, of white kids getting the you-know-what knocked out of them in public schools around the country. Anybody care about that? That's the wrong racial dynamic, so no one wants to talk about it. Uh, I mean, that's not an isolated situation. I think that's all of it. But why are we all catering to Memphis? And I would point out to you, there's a lot that's wrong here in Virginia that needs to be fixed. And a lot of it comes from really bad policies implemented by the Democrats who are still in office in Richmond City. The mayor is one of them. Uh, all, these, all these Democrats who represent Richmond City at the Capitol, are they held accountable for the increase in shootings in Richmond? All the people who got shot, I mean, they didn't die this year probably because we've got some experienced surgeons at VCU, so the total death number looks better, but it's not better. More people got shot. Anybody held accountable for that, or are we all just going to play the leftist game and talk about what happened in Memphis? 
which I don't know anybody who thinks it's cool or okay what happened. You, uh, that would shock me. Can you somebody find me a statement that says that doesn't matter or that was all right what happened to anybody? I mean, that would be what's unique. I'm just I'm puzzled by this. We've got this six-year-old kid who brings a gun to school. Apparently the, the administrators of the school are too incompetent or stupid to figure out where the gun is, to find the gun, to, a, you know, wouldn't you think... I mean, I know it's a white teacher and a little black six-year-old kid. So I, am I to believe that in modern-day Virginia, you're not allowed when you get a tip that somebody has a gun to go get the kid out of the class and really zone in on what's the problem here? Or are we all in bear like, oh, we can't do that to a little six-year-old kid who's black because that's, you know, that's racist. So in the meantime, we get a teacher who's shot. Come on. And see, I don't think this is an isolated situation. I think the data is beginning to reveal that the days of, of innocent children in elementary school, we've allowed that to slip away from us. Jim Bacon from BaconsRebellion.com. Uh, one of the websites that I go to almost every day because they're covering things that you're not going to see anywhere else. And often it's from a conservative perspective that you need to know about. Jim, what are you seeing with this this data and, and the idea that young kids are becoming more violent? Well, uh, I was listening to the headlines of the, uh, of the news show just before you came back on. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, uh, four, four kids have been arrested in Chesterfield County for juveniles for killing another juvenile. What is going on? This is, uh, we have experienced a spike in crime uh, nationally. Uh, It seems to have leveled off, but uh, two years, it was a significant spike in crime. But much of it has been driven by violence among children. And uh, I think the Wall Street Journal uh, had an article the other day that said uh, homicides committed by juveniles uh, acting alone rose 30% and acting in uh, with in, in gangs or groups increased by 66 percent uh it, it, it's something is going on with our kids now maybe not all of our kids but maybe they're look uh maybe it's mostly inner city kids uh maybe I mean, that's my next groups. question is that broken yeah. down by region or race uh or age i mean i, I how can how can we dissect this and see where the problem is? Not to not to blow it off. I mean, I'm lucky. I live in Western Henrico, where blessedly at the moment I don't have crime usually knocking on my door. A lot of cars get broken into, which I think is a sign that we're heading the wrong direction. But uh, it's not like living in the city of Richmond. Thank thank God. Uh, yeah. Well. It would be interested to kind of break it down or find out, you know, where where are these things, uh, where are these incidents are more likely to occur. I mean, look, we have a kind of a toxic brew right now. We have social media where uh, kids it used to be kids would get get in, in fights and have arguments, maybe in a classroom or somewhere where adults are around and maybe could kind of kind of like uh, calm things down. Now it takes place on social media, and it, it goes shoots all across the school and. Uh, outside of school, when the kids, adults, grown-ups don't even know about it. They don't even know it's occurring. <clears throat> Another thing that's happened, of course, was the COVID epidemic. And uh, you look at, uh, you look particularly where the school systems were that shut down, and kids just go home. And uh, there are certain areas uh, that 
their their parents are working or they only want to have one parent and she's working or uh, so the kids are at home totally unsupervised and they're living on social media. They're not being inculcated with normal social values and norms uh, that would maybe kind of uh, work to uh, support impulse control and, and anger management and things like that. So we've had uh, an experience in which <clears throat> Uh, kids have a large swath of, of our, our, our kids have, have not learned the basic mechanics of getting along and, and, and resolving disputes. And that seems to be what's, what's happening. So if you want to, I don't know if it's a Republican thing or, or Democratic thing, you know, I don't know if it has anything to do with, with uh, the administration of the laws, although I suspect that a lot of kids know that they basically can do anything they want, get a pass until uh, they get a, get a restart when they're 18. So that might be a factor. Um, but if they're even held just... accountable as children. I mean, it's it, it's the, the people I know who are teaching, who are desperately looking to get out of public education, and there are a number of them, which is kind of shocking to me, um, have told me these children, and I'm talking first, second, third graders, so this is the six-year-old who shot this, the teacher, they know that we're not allowed to touch them. Now in some school systems, they're not allowed to discipline in a negative way. Everything has to be uh, affirming, in some, you know, corrective behavior that's affirming. Well, I, I got news for you. That's not going to work <laughs> in every situation. It's, and, and probably not in most situations. People, children and, quite frankly, some adults need to hear the word no and if that's been removed from the conversation, if that's not a possibility, then you really shouldn't be surprised when they escalate the situation to the point where there's violence. I think that's, you know, you could have written that screenplay a long time ago. Look, a lot of these kids come from really tough environments. You've got to be strong and tough to survive, or at least yeah. give the impression of being strong and tough. And then they take that attitude into the schools. And uh, But you have a uh, uh, kind of middle-class teachers uh, who are not accustomed to any of that, and they don't know how to handle it. They don't have the faintest idea. They've never been exposed to that in their lives. And so, uh, yeah, it's just uh, a really toxic brew that we've got now. Well, somebody needs to be paying attention to it and coming up with some solutions. And I tell you, I think the solutions, and and people aren't going to like this, and they're going to mock it and ridicule it, is to go back to being tough with everybody, little kids, teenagers, and their adult parents. This passive society that we have allowed to um, blossom is is revealing some really negative results, and I just don't see another way around it. I don't think we're going to nice our way through this. I think, in fact, the only way <laughs> no. to, to hammer it and stop it is to go back to being harsh with people who choose not to be peaceful and obey the rules and the laws. John, when you and I were growing up, our parents set limits, and they meant it, and uh, they enforced it. And we, we learned the limits. And if you, if you have an environment where there are no limits, where everything is negotiable, where it's all about your feelings, uh, that's going to be a disaster. Yeah, as we're seeing. Jim Bacon baconsrebellion.com really put it in your list of things to check every day and i think you'll find you've got some stories that everybody else is ignoring that are pretty important to pay attention to jim thanks for being with us this morning thank you john